It was a long time coming, but the Doran report is finally here. And let me tell you, folks, this is an exoneration of Donald Trump. Not only is this an exoneration of Donald Trump and the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax that the left had proclaimed for years and still continues to proclaim. And my show probably will not change any minds because people are brainwashed at this point in the thinking. But now we have to look at the FBI. Where did the FBI get these orders to all of a sudden weaponize against the president? Well, we have to look at who was president and we got to talk about who oversees the FBI. And that's the attorney general. Well, you're going to want to listen. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. So glad that you're with me for yet another show. And if you're joining me for the first time, welcome Glad that you are part of this family. Let's get straight to it. The Durham report was something that we've heard Trump talk about for (laughs) ever. He appointed uh, William Barr as his attorney general, who later brought in Durham as kind of special counsel to do this investigation into the crossfire hurricane, into the FBI's handling. And we've heard forever that there was going to be evidence and it was going to be shocking and there was going to be people going to jail. Well, first, let's get to what it was not. Let's take out the sensationalism of the story right now. What it was not is Durham did not come out after almost four years of investigating and charge anyone. He said there were no new charges that were recommended. In fact, as part of his investigation, he had already charged three individuals, two of which had been acquitted, and an FBI agent was uh, sentenced after pleading guilty to changing documents, official FBI documents, to forging them in order to help into an investigation of one of Trump's campaign uh, people. And so we'll get into that in a little bit. But the, the biggest part, let's take out the sensationalism. No one's going to jail, and that's actually part of the story. That's part of the story because we got to get into what went wrong here because what John Doran did say was the FBI completely botched this entire thing. He said, not only did they, they botched it, but it was markedly different treatment between Clinton and Trump's campaigns when it came to the FBI. And he also concluded that the Clinton campaign planned to vilify Trump. Is that treason? Now, he may not want to go there. He may not want to charge this in. But I'm asking my listeners, is it treasonous for somebody to pay $12 million for a steel dossier in order to vilify your opponent in an election? Somebody like Hillary Clinton, whose husband was a former president. Was this a weaponization of the FBI into Donald Trump? And it seems to me 
that when you add up all the facts in this case, that while they may not be able to be a criminal uh, case that was brought forward after the charges that were already brought forward, we now know that the FBI was weaponized against Donald Trump and the media fell straight into it. It's a sad day when <laughs> Jake Tapper on CNN takes Donald Trump's side and says that the dorm report has exonerated Trump in some ways because he's correct. It has. And anyone who is going to listen to today's show will read this story and not acknowledge it simply does not want to acknowledge truth. And therefore, the rest of what you believe in, I can't get behind it. So if you're on the left right now and you look at this report and you're okay with it, ask yourself, are you okay with a corrupt FBI who's not doing investigations the way that they're supposed to, that used uh, illegal and uncorroborated uh, reports in order to do this crossfire hurricane and spy on a presidential candidate and then continue the spy on a president once they got into office. Are you okay with that? Well, how did this all happen? Well, we got to understand who the FBI reports to. The FBI doesn't report to a president. So this isn't Barack Obama sitting there going, you know what, Comey, I, I need you to investigate Donald Trump. It's not how this works. But there is one person the FBI does take orders from, and they're a cabinet member with the president of the United States. And who was the cabinet member that oversaw Crossfire Hurricane and the FBI and opened up this investigation? None other than the person that sat on the tarmac with Hillary Clinton herself, but Loretta Lynch. Loretta Lynch was the uh, attorney general at the time that this entire thing happened. Now, if you don't remember the, the whole uh, fiasco with her, uh, maybe I need to remind you during the time of the emails and there was an investigation, there was uh, the whole uh, meeting on the tarmac that people uh, spoke about where Lynch showed up at the airport, got on a plane, spent about an hour and a half on the plane, came back out. And then immediately after she was on this Carmack in Phoenix, they, they break this story. Uh, that they weren't talking whatsoever about the email. They weren't talking about the matters within it. It was just talking about travel, talking about golf, talking about grandchildren. And she then later said she would fully accept the recommendation of the FBI and prosecutors into the email probe. And what happens? But later on, six days, James Comey says he's not going to press charges against Clinton. And Lynch confirms the Justice Department decide not to pursue charges against Clinton and decides to close and the probe into a private email server. This is collusion. This is collusion between the attorney general, the FBI and Hillary Clinton. And how do I know that? How can I make such a definitive statement? Well, I can make a definitive statement because if you really believe that they went onto this plane during this troubled time for the Clinton campaign, June 27, 2016, and they talked about travels, golf, and grandchildren, then you're the dumbest human being, and please never listen to my show ever again. <laughs> you're an idiot if you believe that. Now, the meeting on the tarmac was a deciding factor when it comes to the Clinton probe and the FBI's reputation. They didn't know how they could go against Bill Clinton and open up things against Hillary Clinton in this investigation. And so Loretta Lynch is a fraud. And because she was attorney general, she controlled FBI director James Comey. Now, who went after Donald Trump 
during the Steele dossier and who ordered this investigation because somebody had to do it. And this is what I, I, I wish that the Durham report had come out with. If you go to the Hill, there's a bunch of different people. Like the AP had a story. The Hill had a story. Fox News had a story. And I've read all the different takes on the John Durham report before preparing for today's show. But I felt like the Hill had pretty good balance in their story. I felt like the AP glossed over a lot of really important details about things that went wrong during uh, Crossfire Hurricane, things that should never happen ever again. But the Hill said that Dorham, in his response, said, the objective facts show that the FBI's handling of important aspects of Crossfire Hurricane matter were seriously deficient. They argued that the Bureau relied on raw, unanalyzed, and uncorroborated intelligence. This is the same raw, unanalyzed, and uncorroborated intelligence, the same information that CBS, CNN, MSNBC buried President Trump repeatedly, night after night, for almost two years of his presidency before the Mueller report wrapped up. Now, this is a four-year investigation that John Dorm has been doing. It's almost four years. There's a little over four or over three. He was appointed back in 2019 by Bill Barr, the attorney general, uh, to investigate where did this FBI probe come from? And Donald Trump celebrated once again. Why did Bill Barr do this? Because the president has influence over the attorney general because the attorney general is a cabinet member of the president, which means Clinton called Obama. Obama had influence over Loretta Lynch as one of the cabinet members who went to James Comey and said, we're going to do this investigation. Now, Trump had said this was going to unveil the crime of a century. I'm not sure that this unveils a crime of a century. I don't even think it comes close to that. What it does come to is the fact that our country has been hijacked by provocateurs in the Democrat Party. And likely, the Republicans would have done the same damn thing. But right now, the Democrats did under Obama, with Clinton, with the DNC, with an FBI that was weaponized against Republicans. That's a fact of this. This is a complete exoneration of it. If you read the report and just don't go with what's going to be reported on MSNBC, I'm going to try to uh, wrap up some of that today in today's show. But if, if you don't believe me, if, if you're like, Greg, I, I think that you're, you got this wrong. I urge you to read the entire report of the dorm investigation in the Trump Russia. I think that's really important. So now he also writes in the report, that the complete record now shows there are specific areas of crossfire hurricane activity in which the FBI badly underperformed and failed, not only in its duties to the public, but also in preventing the severe reputational harm that has befallen the FBI as a consequence of uh, crossfire hurricane. Importantly, had the crossfire hurricane actors faithfully followed their own principles regarding objectivity and integrity, there were clear opportunities to have avoided the mistakes and to have prevented the damage resulting from their embrace of seriously flawed information that they failed to analyze and assess properly. And I'm going to add this on. This was not said, such as Donald Trump giving a Russian woman a golden shower, which never happened. Never happened. That was something that was purchased, bought, and paid for by Clinton's campaign through the DNC. Don't believe me? Read the Durham report. Find out how they were unable to corroborate any of the Steele dossier. 
with these salacious allegations about Trump that people believed and these salacious allegations of ties to Russia, which were all bull. And he also says that this dossier was the entire basis for securing a warrant to spy on the Trump campaign advisor, Carter Page. And it was a fake document that was treasonous based on Clinton. So not only did Clinton go say, hey, Barack, do me a solid, get Loretta Lynch, help me out with my emails. But we also have evidence now that Clinton was ordering this hit on Donald Trump to make sure that she got office. And likely the Obama-Biden administration back then was completely in on it. And you add all of this stuff up. And I want to know, why isn't at the end of the Durham report? Why is it at the end of all this? There's no charges. And on top of that, He's not criticizing anybody outside of the FBI. Who the hell ordered the report, John? Where is that in your uh, special counsel report? You say that in, you know, the report reinforces the importance of ensuring the FBI continue to do its work with rigor, objectivity, and professionalism the American people deserve and rightly expect. Why did they not have the professionalism, the objectivity, and the rigor. Who ordered it? Was it Loretta Lynch? Did that come from Barack Obama? My guess is he cannot get that information because of executive privileges, and therefore there can be no charges. He cannot get that smoking gun in order to follow through. But what you should know as Americans is your FBI was weaponized against the president of the United States of America, both leading up to the election as well as after the election. The media colluded on the whole damn thing, continues to collude on it, and it's looking more and more like Donald Trump may not have been lying to you when he said that I didn't do anything wrong here. This is a total witch hunt. I covered how the Republicans were in a witch hunt with the Bidens. This is a sickness between the Democrats and the Republicans. The Mueller investigation at the end of it, he did charge 34 individuals. And I think that that's important to note that remain balanced in this. He ended up charging seven United States nationals and 26 Russian nationals. However, in that report where he concluded that during the 2016 United States presidential election, there were no charges of any members of the Trump campaign for coordinating or conspiring with Russia. Not one single charge. Now, he didn't say that Trump uh, didn't commit obstruction of justice. Uh, well, actually, I guess he said he didn't commit obstruction of justice, but it wasn't a complete exoneration. He said there were 10 instances of possible obstruction by the then president. But I understand why. Because if you look at the Dorm report, of course you're going to go. You're illegally listening into my conversations. You're illegally wiretapping me and all the people that are near me. And America, you should not stand up for this whatsoever. This is a corrupt government weaponized against the highest office in the land, which leads me to Joe Biden. Joe Biden's president now. If the FBI can weaponize through the attorney general in order to make this happen, then what makes you think that they could not weaponize Joe Biden and make sure to hurt uh, Trump's chances as best as possible? The news cycle over and over and over again. I mean, I hear people all the time. What a horrible person Donald Trump is. You know, I, I can't stand what a racist he is. What a white supremacist he is. I hear people say that type of stuff. I hear them say, I'm so glad we have Joe Biden and not um, Donald Trump in office because we're healing as a nation. Really? Really? 
Okay. Let's rewind on, on Donald Trump just a little bit. Okay. What basis do you have that he's a racist? I'm asking my listeners this. If you're in that camp and you're like, you know what? I think Donald Trump is a racist, horrible person. Are you going to refer to when he was talking about the gangs that were coming over the border? Are you going to refer to that? Are you going to refer to uh, his xenophobia when he was trying to shut things down so no one could travel from China? Meanwhile, the Democrats piled up on him and said, what are you doing? You're stopping. You got to still allow people. You're being xenophobic, which likely would have helped stop the spread of coronavirus into the United States. Are you referring to that? Because here's what I know about Donald Trump. During that time, yeah, he ticked off a lot of people. He made a lot of really stupid, asinine comments during press conferences. He's a pretty blunt individual. My bank account was good. My 401k was good. My stock market was good. Cryptocurrency was doing well. We weren't entangled in any wars whatsoever. The country was in a great spot up until COVID. COVID's where things went downhill. And I got to be honest, it didn't get better under Joe Biden. In fact, now we got banks crashing. We got all this stuff. And I got to ask, is this all weaponized with the FBI? Is this all part of the plan in order to make sure? And you might think that I sound like I'm crazy as I'm going through this. I assure you I'm not. I assure you that I've read the information on Crossfire Hurricane. I assure you that I understand the Clinton campaigns and the DNC's active and willful altering and manipulation of the election when Trump was going against Clinton. I promise you that I've read it, and I guarantee that most of you, if you're against this, you likely have not. I'm also aware that there was also a plan by the FBI in order to ruin the 2020 election. Do you remember hearing about Gretchen Whitmore and how she was going to be kidnapped and federal authorities arrested several men for wanting to kidnap and possibly kill her before election day? And then she blamed President Trump because they had a feud back in 2020. Well, guess what? Those men that were arrested, okay? Here's what we know now. We now know that six individuals charged in a criminal complaint that were going to be kidnapping were people that were tied to, wait for it. That's right. They were tied to the FBI. We now know that some of these individuals that were involved in this were part of an FBI's involvement into a false plan. (laughs) Wow. One person even resided in my state of Delaware. What's going on with J. Edgar Hoover's building? Why is it that the FBI is running operations against our elections? Why is it that they are involved in any of this? One of the main informants was compensated $60,000 by the FBI for bringing these people together as his FBI handler ordered him and took the stand to explain his role. (laughs) So what's going on? Was Gretchen Whitmore ever in any danger? Or did the FBI push buttons in order to do Trump damage just as they did in 2016 with Trump Russia, which then made his presidency very difficult on all the news medias? You may not like Donald Trump, but everything that I'm laying out for you right now is a stone cold mortar lock of a fact. Deal with it. 
I'll be right back after the break, everybody. You can go to americaoutloud.com and uh, check out all of our sponsors, help support our show. I use the Genesis HOCL Fogger. They have the atomizer. You just plug it in, set it, and forget it. Clear the room of viruses, bacteria, help breathe clean air, and it's safe for pets and the entire family. You can go to www.genesisfogger.com backslash out loud and get a discount on one of those right now. Just run, type it in during the break here while you're waiting for me to come back. Go order one. I promise you, you won't forget it and you won't regret it either. All right, everybody, you've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. I'll be right back. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Boy, we've been talking about John Dorm and the investigation. We're going to switch over to my other favorite topic that I started off the week with, Elon Musk. Elon Musk finds himself back as a topic on my show two days in a row because you may remember back in 2014, there was a Vanity Fair event and there was a photo that a appeared on the internet back in 2020 from that Vanity Fair 2014 event. It's of Ghislaine Maxwell or Ghislaine Maxwell, however you say her name, uh, sex child trafficker, provocateur. I don't know. And Elon Musk standing alongside one, each one, one another. And Elon came out and said that this was a photo bomb by Maxwell that that's all that this was. He says he did not know Maxwell at all. She photobombed me once at Vanity Party several years ago. He tweeted July 2020. Real question is, why did Vanity Fair invite her in the first place? Well, Elon, maybe your answer may change in light of some new evidence. Because just like Maxwell was an associate of Jeffrey Epstein. Now, this photo has been widely shared. Many people have seen it. They heard that denial from him saying it was a photo bomb. I don't know who she is. Well, Elon, she was literally <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's right-hand woman. 
<laughs> Maybe even literally, and um, I won't go there. We'll keep this show PG. Well, Elon was just subpoenaed by the Virgin Islands. In fact, they were trying to uh, subpoena him in the Jeffrey Epstein lawsuit with J.P. Morgan. See, the Virgin Islands is suing J.P. Morgan over the sex trafficking, stating that the bank was complicit in the child sex trafficking, the woman that were being trafficked. And the United States Territory is also stating they were enabling and benefiting from Epstein's trafficking to his private island in the Virgin Islands that was where they were abused, as well as others participated. And now they're seeking the documents against uh, Elon Musk and his participation because it has come out that Jeffrey Epstein may have referred or attempted to refer Elon as a client to J.P. Morgan. Now, Elon, would you like to state that you did not know Miss Maxwell at all? I'm sorry, Miss Maxwell. I am for real. It's a, just the photobomb. All right. I don't think it is just a photobomb. If Jeffrey Epstein was referring you and your finances, what are the odds that you wouldn't know his girlfriend? You wouldn't know the person doing the trafficking. Just asking the question. Now, some other people who uh, also received these type of documents, we found out that Google co-founder Larry Page, he was also subpoenaed. Uh, we know that uh, a former Disney executive was also subpoenaed. Uh, Michael Ovitz. We know that the Hyatt Hotels executive chairman, Thomas Pritzker, Mort Zuckerman, who's a real estate investor worth a billion or multiple billions. Those were also subpoenaed. And another Google co-founder, Sergey Brin, was subpoenaed. So the filing yesterday, the Virgin Islands claims that upon information to believe Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla Incorporated, among other companies, is a high net worth individual who Epstein may have referred or attempted to refer to J.P. Morgan. The government hired an investigative firm trying to get an address for Musk. They also contacted his lawyers and uh, they were unsuccessful. So the government contacted Mr. Musk's lawyers via email to see if they would be authorized to accept service on Mr. Musk's behalf. And they did not get any response confirming or denying that they had authority for so. What are you hiding from, Elon? <laughs> now, in 2018, Epstein told the New York Times' James Stewart that he was advising Elon after the SEC opened a probe into Elon's comments about taking Tesla as a private company. We also know that Tesla had declined or denied, not declined, denied that claim. They said that they did not believe that Epstein ever advised Elon on anything. Um, so now we got to find out. Is Elon telling the truth or will the documents show that he was referred by Epstein and why now 
No, this whole slow play of the Jeffrey Epstein story or the slow play of the Russia Trump coercion and the, the, the whole being in cahoots with one another. Why now? Well, it's because we have an election coming up. It's because right now we're at a spot as a country where our options are looking very similar in 2024 to what they were in 2020. Trump versus Biden. And they're going to be back up to their old games. The distraction is going to start ramping up as the primaries begin for the Republicans and the Democrats, although I guess they're not really going to run a fair primary. They're just going to ignore the fact that other people would like to challenge President Biden. And that's not going to that's not going to go through there. So what do you guys think? Elon between his hire of a globalist as the CEO and now being subpoenaed as working with Jeffrey Epstein and him being uh, recommended over to JP Morgan for business where there's smoke, there's fire is something my family always said. And I'm seeing lots of smoke, which tells me perhaps there is some fire. Need another headline. Well, <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. Well, he was just named in a sexual harassment suit, which charged him with demanding sexual favors and engaging in alcohol-fueled rages and wage theft. Now, this is apparently from a woman who uh, Rudy hired as a business developer for his firm doing graphic design work. And so there's many allegations here uh, about how he was constantly pressuring her, making sexual comments, sexual remarks to her about her, about himself. When they were supposed to be working, he would, as the client alleges, grope her and try to initiate sexual contact. I'm wondering, does Donald Trump, uh, does he regret Rudy Giuliani in any way, shape or form? I mean, I still think back to the Four Seasons Philadelphia. There's, If you live in this area out here, Four Seasons is a very nice hotel, but the Four Seasons is also an automotive repair shop and they accidentally booked Rudy at the wrong spot. And so he had the conference back during that whole election fraud parts at the Four Seasons. And man, that was a rip roaring good time. Uh, I would say that Rudy Giuliani uh, would definitely have some problems here, but this is not the first time that you know, he's got himself in some type of trouble in a compromising position. If you saw Rudy Giuliani in Sasha Baron Cohen's movie, the new Borat film that came out a few years ago, there was a ton of, uh, a ton of criticism hurled at his laying on the back of a bed as the actor who was playing Borat's daughter was pretending to be a TV journalist. And he was like, oh, could you help me tuck in my shirt as he laid down on the bed? <laughs> now, he was supposedly meeting with somebody who was only 15 years old. Now, whether he knew that before or after when Borat ran in, that still was a very, very bad look. Now, Giuliani did say that 
the guy came running in. He was wearing what looked like a pink transgender outfit, a pink bikini with lace underneath a translucent mesh top. It looked absurd. He had a beard, bare legs, and wasn't what I would call distractingly attractive. And he comes in screaming. I thought this must be a scam or a shakedown, so I reported it to the police. He then ran away. The police found no crime had been committed. I only realized it must have been Sasha Baron Cohen. I thought about all the people he previously fooled, and I felt good about myself because he didn't get me. Except did he? Did he get you? Is this who you are, Rudy? I don't know. I have no idea. But I believe that this is all part of those attacks leading up to another election. This is all part of the distraction that is going to be played, and it's going to get a lot worse. It's only going to ramp up even louder. The question is, will places like Twitter, will they air the grievances or will citizen journalism start to balance out those voices in the future? That remains to be seen. I, I don't know what the answer to all of that is, but I do know that uh, it seems like Giuliani will be back in the headlines as Trump continues because there's another claim. One of the ex-aides for Rudy Giuliani says that Giuliani and Trump were selling pardons for $2 million a piece. <laughs> this is another allegation filed against Rudy by Noel Dunphy, who's a New York-based public relations professional, who is also the same person who's uh, had unlawful abuses of power, wide-ranging sexual assault and harassment, wage theft, and other misconduct that I was just talking about. So not only are we hearing about what she was doing as she was doing this graphic design, but she's also saying that they were selling pardons for 2 million. Now, in light of that secondary information, I'm going to ask you, does this still seem like somebody who uh, was just sexually harassed or does this sound like somebody who's making up a story to try to put as much dirt on somebody at the present moment? Again, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to take a hard line stance one way or the other. I'm asking the questions. It does seem just a little bit odd to me that this is all coming to a head. We have Epstein. Now we got Rudy. We got Trump. I think we're going to get Hunter Biden pretty soon. That's going to come next. It won't be too long until, until that happens. And then kind of the last thing I want to cover today that's not really political, but it's it's something that if you've heard me talking about um, AI, it's something that we need to, to discuss once again. I feel like every day there's something new with AI that could get discussed. Tom Hanks, you know, everybody's a Hollywood dad from Splash straight on through Forrest Gump, Philadelphia. Yeah, they love him or you hate him. Personally, I think he's a shill, um, not a big fan, but that all stated, he's a, he's a good actor. Well, he said that he believes that artificial intelligence would allow him to continue to have new roles in movies long after he's dead. <sighs> Do you want to watch dead people through AI? Like, is he that beloved that we can't cast new people, give new people an opportunity? Or is he that egotistical? Is he that egotistical? He's like, you know what? I'm such a great actor. I'm such an amazing individual. AI is just going to keep me alive forever. And I'm going to continue to star in all your favorite movies. Love me, love me because I'm Tom effing Hanks. Get out of here, Tom. 
you know what? <laughs> Hollywood people get so full of themselves over time. You know, yeah. Were you an entertaining actor? Yes. Did you make great films at the height of your career? Yes. Were you at the top of your game during your career? Yes. I'm not denying any of that. But the next generation is going to have good actors. The next generation is going to have people that have something to offer. But is that where AI is going? Is AI getting us to a spot where we're not going to develop talent into the future? We're going to rely on a computer to say, well, this is the pinnacle of talent. Well, if that's the pinnacle of talent, how do we get beyond the pinnacle? How do we create a new pinnacle into the future? How do we know that we're moving into a direction where we are advancing society instead of saying, that's the best that society could be? Tom Hanks right there. Or, all right, all right, all right. Get me some Matthew McConaughey in AI. I mean, is that the best we can do? Or, whoa. You know, get a little bit of Owen Wilson, some Luke Wilson in here. Are we going to AI that or Denzel Washington? <laughs> Mad squabbles. Are we going to have, you know, Denzel Washington training day now? He's, he's like the, the character or glory Denzel Washington. Is, is Matthew McConaughey, you know, all of a sudden? Or, you know, are we going to have Ferris Bueller, you know, Ben Stein? Are we going to win his money for the next 100 years? Bueller, Bueller, anyone, anyone, Bueller. I hope not. We deserve as society to constantly advance. And AI has the possibility to ruin jobs as well as stop people from having the opportunity to have new um, advancements in what it means to be artistic, what it means to push the boundaries of acting, of creativity. So no, Tom Hanks, I don't want to watch you after you're dead. You know, the only time I want to watch you after you're dead, Tom, is when I go, you know what? I haven't seen Forrest Gump in a long time. Let me watch that three-hour movie all over again. Or the only time that I want to watch, you know, Ben Stein really, again, is maybe when he's in Ferris Bueller. I really can't think of another role that I'm like, oh, yeah, Ben Stein. Can't wait to watch him. (laughs) I don't even know how that one came up in, in my mind as I was thinking of, like, you know, who are the artists that could have come up with much more. Does this mean we're not going to have, you know, Metallica? a new Metallica in the future as a band, right? We're just going to have AI Metallica. I'm sure Lars will love that. So all of this just leads me to the point of what is going on. And I'm pretty sure if it's leading me to that, it's leading you to that as well. What is going on in society? Can we trust our government? Can we trust the FBI that they're going to allow a free election? without interference? Can we trust the DNC, the RNC, that they're also not going to do the same? I'm not sure. I'm really not. Like the the Durham report has shaken my trust and faith in a larger way now that I see it in front of me. I kind of knew this was the case. There wasn't like a huge thing, but now this is, you, you can't turn your head away from it. And if you can, I think that's a problem. Also, uh, you know, AI, where this is going, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, all of this. What's going to be real? What's going to be fake? You know, are they going to, you know, 10 years from now, all of a sudden show a video of Kanye West hanging out with uh, Jeffrey Epstein on Epstein Island? And you're going to be like, it's a deep fake, man. It's a deep fake. That's not Kanye. So I don't think it would be Kanye, but who knows? Maybe it will be. You're going to not be able to trust your eyes. You're not going to be able to trust your ears. 
So I hope that you're doing the best right now to trust yourself and trust your loved ones. Make sure that you have that opportunity to know what is real, what is true in your heart, because you're going to need that when everything else around you becomes unreal and untrue. That's all I have for you today, everybody. I'm going to leave it there with that thought. It's been a pleasure bringing you the information about all of this. I hope that I honored your time well, and I'll do it all again once again tomorrow. As always, you can go to americaembolden.com. You can help support the show directly there. If you like the content that I'm bringing, there's a way to donate. You can listen to all the other episodes here on the America Out Loud Network, and I appreciate you being here. You've all been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Thank you.